Or we're going live. We're live. Oh, we're live now? We're live. All right. We're Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Um, <laughs> this will be our last live stream for the day. And uh, today we have a special guest on the camera, your friend, Babyhead. <laughs> the friend of the world, Babyhead, otherwise known as the tech guy. We've got your other good friend, Chili, over here, but he's been huffing paint all day, and <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't quite know if he's going to make it through the podcast. And then we have... Easy. We're in a good spot this morning. Beautiful bro Miss Brooke Biscuit behind the camera, uh, behind the uh, computer to monitor your... Stupid comments that you like to make, YouTube. Oh. So, welcome back. The aggression went to someone else. That's good. Yeah. What's up, YouTube? Um, Babyhead did a daggone 100 miles race this past weekend. We're going to talk to him about that today because, uh, whoo, <laughs> we'll see how that went for him. Um. Boy, that was what a great way to wrap up a summer. You yeah. know what I mean? What a great weekend that was. The sun <laughs> and the summer it's like the summer's gone. It was really weird for me because when we finished that race, which I ran it too, but I actually ran it. Um mm. when we finished that race, <laughs> uh it got cold. Well, cold compared to what it has been being like the fall weather rolled in that day and it's just stayed around so that was like the cap off the summer is gone man i'll probably get hot again well i don't know if it'll get hot again but yeah the summer's gone so that was a nice way to kind of book in the summer which has been quite a summer for us here at 307 project Thank you for joining us, YouTube. Thank you for joining us if you're listening on the audio platform. This is the 307 Podcast. Y'all know what we do around here. Chili's freaking pissed because it's college football season, and y'all obviously don't want him to watch football, YouTube. You obviously want him in the dungeon packing orders because I put these <laughs> daggone... I put these new truck talk shirts... On a video on a truck talk yesterday, I, I don't even know how many of these summer guns the people have went out and bought. I don't either. I'm hundreds, afraid to look. <laughs> hundreds of you guys have went out and got you a new truck talk shirt, man. And well, I appreciate that. You got 130 orders to pack, Chili. Yeah, but a lot of those orders are multiple shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Poor Chili. This shirt was actually drawn up and designed by our good friend david charbonnet it's excellent and yeah. if you guys know about the treadmill race that went down last winter you guys know david charbonnet but i hit him up he drew this up just for you guys and um we just appreciate the response that you guys always come through with on youtube with these daggone truck talks man because it's just awesome to know that hundreds of people will be out wearing a truck talk shirt. People are saying they're going to buy one right now. That's really cool, man. 
Um, well. Yeah, Chili's pissed, man. He got more shirts than that. <laughs> I, I, I told him on the. <laughs> yeah, good thing you brought that paint with you. Uh, I told him on the last truck talk I did. I said it's college football season and Chili just wants to watch football. So everyone go buy a shirt so he can't watch football. Do you really watch so, football, Chili? I don't know if people buy the shirts because they don't want Chili to have time to do anything that he wants to do, or if they buy the shirts because they actually want the shirt. I have no clue. People could be buying these shirts and then just like giving them the goodwill. Well, rest assured, Chili will watch the sports. So. <laughs> Can't you do oh, that while you're packing? He'll, he'll make sure the pack the packing center and the TV center are at <laughs> one. And, uh, so, and, and worst case scenario, he just won't pack orders. <laughs> so he will watch his games. Oh, man. What else we got going on, Blake? Is the Proving Grounds full? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So if you dang, didn't put in for the Proving Grounds, you're too late for that. That one's already full. In January, so screw you. You should have got on it, but <laughs> you're probably too daggone fat and out of shape to make it through the proving grounds, wow. anyways. Very combative. So, um, wow. if you're, you know, if maybe if you uh, want to train, you can apply for the ROP course, and maybe Babyhead will pick you for it because I think <laughs> there's still some spots left for some ROP courses. I hadn't started filling them next year. Probably next, I'll start doing the basic courses. I think. We'll have one of those before we have a rock course. How many basic courses are we doing? Two. Only two. Next year? That's only so only sixteen people will get to do the basic course. Yeah. Jeez. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, there's another order just came through. (laughs) Turn that off, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna stress Chili out. So we only got Blake will start selecting for the basic course. (sighs) Only sixteen people, because it's eight person teams. Then we got a couple of handful of rock courses. The Rite of Passage course, man, I basically ran my race based off of how we conduct ourselves during the Rite of Passage course. It's it's a really great mission, especially for you guys that want to maybe aspire to run an ultra marathon or something like that. But if you don't, it's still a great mission. Oh, dang, there's another Somebody, two people just said, Chili. Orders are rolling in, They said, Brian D said, I'm fixing to get me one of them shirts right now. And then Chad's phone went off. (laughs) These orders are rolling in, dude. So anyways, if you want to train with us here at 307 Project next year, right now is the time to start putting the daggone applications in. Because I imagine there's, yeah, whatever. Right now's the time to start putting the applications in. I'll just leave it at that. Well, yeah. last month was the time. Yeah. But. And if you, if, you, <laughs> if you apply, you might get picked. I don't know if you'll get picked or not, but go ahead and apply. All right? It's on the daggone website, man. Yeah. We try to make things easy for you turds, man. It's on the freaking website. All right? <laughs> If you don't like our website, because our website looks like something out of the freaking 1970s. If you don't like it, you can screw off, man. Go find you another website to browse around on. All right? You tell them. Our website ain't for browsing. Crap about you. Yeah, our website ain't even for browsing, man. Don't even browse. Go on there and apply for a daggone mission and then get off of it and go do something useful with your life. Yeah, I've been on my cell phone too much here lately. 
It's driving me crazy. We need to get off these cell phones, man. We've been putting the cell phones in the bucket at night. Well, you didn't do it last night. I put mine in the daggone bucket, and you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. I'm not going to take up time arguing about this, but you're full of crap. <laughs> Very combative. Ain't that a Sarah Evans song, Cell Phone in the Bucket? Clothes <laughs> hanging out on the line. Oh man! I don't even know who that is. Yes, you do. Um. All right. <laughs> Cell phone in the bucket. Okay. This is, by the way, this is the premier ultra running podcast <laughs> on the on the web. It is number one. Did you know that? Oh yeah, it's always been number one. You know, I don't know how. Um, you know, YouTube podcast, but uh, podcast. The other day I was on there. Good catch. Oh, yeah, this is a podcast. That's true. That's the reason it's number one. We're the number one overall podcast. It's the only podcast out there. (laughs) Well, I was looking through, and the health and fitness come up, and it was the first suggestion. I don't know if it's – I mean, I wasn't on our account. I was on my personal account. but I I wonder that, too. I recommended it to other people, too. I don't listen to our podcast, but so it shouldn't have. Well, you do listen to it while you sit here, and you're listening to it right now. Right. not – I don't stream it. (laughs) Well (laughs) – why would you go back and listen well, to a conversation that you had? I'm saying I don't stream it, so it shouldn't have suggested it off of my, eh, off my listening. But well, I, I anyhow, I will have a question for Chili before we dig into Blake's uh, hundred mile walk. Um, All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> before you even ask this, you're gonna need to decide right now if you're gonna keep being a dickhead or not. Because if you are. <laughs> I'm going to make this really difficult for you. <laughs> He's shaking that can at you. You better look out. <laughs> oh, no, I'll no, take no, a few no, hits no. off of this. Okay, I'll, I'll start Give you the nice. what for. He'll come I'll, across I'll, the, the table like a spider monkey. I'll start being nice. Oh, well, by the way, man. Uh, hey, man. That freaking talking about this 100-mile race, I didn't even freaking train for this thing, dude. I, 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 I tried coming. to give everybody the best opportunity they could ever have to beat me at something. Uh, and and, uh, and what, what's his name? Alex? He did. One guy beat me. <laughs> yeah. One guy beat me. By mm, 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 two and a half hours, two nah, hours? No, nah, not that long. It was it hour was and a half. Long. Two hours, hour and a half? Yeah. It was that long. Gave you the what? He gave you the what? Imagine four. if I would have actually tried, man. I mean, it would have just been stupid. I can't. I'm so dang good. I can't even try anymore. Because if I try, there's there's absolutely no way that anyone could possibly beat me. Can't, hold so on. Hold I, on. I have to intentionally <laughs> not try at Wait, everything I, I do. I know you're being just to be competitive. I know you're being a silly silly boy right now. But. <laughs> I didn't even train, dude. But I'm a freaking mountain biker. But who takes pride? Thank you, Chili. In the fact that they didn't train for a race. Thank you, Chili. I'm just saying, I didn't even train, and only one person there could beat me. It's freaking sad, man. What's wrong with people? What are people doing sitting around? What are you doing? Their Why thumbs? don't you train? You right. don't want to win. I do mountain biking, man. Well, yeah, you want a lot of that. You want a lot of that. <laughs> I'm working on my skills, man. Jeez. He's he's bragging about being second place. He's because bragging he didn't put about. In the work. He sounds like those people who are like, I ran a marathon and didn't even freaking train, man. I ran it in six and a half hours. It's like, well, who gives a dang? Yeah. Of course, you, you would have ran it in four hours if you trained, three mm. hours if you trained. I mean, what? who right. brags about not training? Hey, man. It's bizarre. Uh, uh, the only thing I wanted to happen at this race was for Justin Hamilton's ge- dreams to come true. I wanted him to beat me. I showed up intentionally untrained so that he could beat me. 
And he didn't. Justin, man, what the heck? Where were you, man? Come on, guys. I'm it, trying to give you a chance. All of you guys, all right? Uh, trying it, to give y'all a chance. It was that doo-doo that took him in. You yeah. listened to his race report. The question I have for you, Chili, um, mm -hmm. how has our YouTube channel not become demonetized? I, I'm looking on mm -hmm. social media, and a bunch of these people's YouTube channels are getting demonetized. How has our channel not been demonetized? What's going on there? Are we just, is the channel just not big enough? <clears throat> Maybe. Like, I'm seeing guys like, getting um, demonetized? Uh, the most recent one I saw was Mike Glover, the Field Craft Survival. He mm -hmm. saw one channel Guy. got demonetized. <laughs> no, and then I That's started, what everybody did. And then I started reading, the, <laughs> I started reading the comments and uh, seeing the other people, but he's got a channel with like almost a million subscribers. Yeah, yeah Mike's channel's big, I think. Uh, but who, who else? I mean. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he must have. He's. I don't. I've. I don't. I've seen some of his stuff. I think, but I don't know what all he's talking about. He probably pissed off YouTube. But what is you, this? You just ain't done it yet. What is this Rumble thing? It's another platform that um, a lot of people who are real conservative and uh, don't like the YouTube games are trying to get their favorite creators to go over there and make videos on rumble however what they seem to be missing is that rumble absolutely sucks does it really if you've ever watched a video on rumble then what's funny is people will tell you to do that on youtube because they're yeah. still watching youtube because rumble is unwatchable that's why they're doing that but they want you to go over there because they like the idea of rumble well i like the idea of rumble too but they're gonna have to make a platform that doesn't suck because yeah. if you go watch a video at Rumble, it's absolutely impossible to navigate. See, YouTube runs off of Google search engine. Mm. So it's perfect. It's a, it's great. YouTube is a, it, it functions fantastically. And all this other competitors absolutely are terrible. The only thing going for them is that they promote free speech and everything, which is great, but you're going to have to make a better app. Okay. You're going to have to make a better user experience or else no one's going to go over there, including the people that are telling you to go over there. Because they're still on they're YouTube. They're still on YouTube. Telling yeah. you. Clearly, they ain't over there. So, Well, that's not the question you were going to ask Chili because there's some grand question because Brooke pulled out her phone to video the thing. Oh, wow. No, so, that was that was all I had. That's all I wanted to ask him. I, was just, I thought you were going to ask him what you were talking crap about last night. Talking crap about last night? Chad yeah, talks you were, crap about you. You were talking mad Brooke. crap about Chili last night. Well, that's fine. No, I wasn't. Oh, I thought you were. No, you just freaking made that up. Oh. <laughs> That's when he was putting his phone in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that that threw him um, hard. He was probably talking crap about I'm not, uh, because I haven't raced. Um, Y'all no. are the only two that race. No, I wasn't talking crap about you. I don't even know what where that even came from. <laughs> um. <laughs> Biscuit, you better be good. You're you're lucky I allow you to come on this podcast. <laughs> you know you know how many you know how many people would kill to be on this podcast with me right now? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and you're here. I mean, be thankful for what you have, boo boo. <laughs> I think I think I'm taking the high road like I did last week just to save time. 
Well, everybody, most people that listen to this know you're full of crap. It'd be a shame if this podcast ended abruptly, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're behind the keys today. Yeah, it would be a shame. This is our last live stream for the day. Yeah. For the day. Um, all right. Let's get into this, man. Blake, why did you even decide to run this race, man? Because, you know, traditionally, you've enjoyed running here and there. But 100 miles is a big deal. If anybody completes their first 100-mile race, it's a freaking big deal. It is and will be hard unless you're chilly and you just go out and win your first 100-mile race somehow. But for most of us, uh, our first 100-mile race is right up there with the hardest thing we've ever done physically and probably mentally in our lives. So why did you even decide to take this thing on, Blake? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, even as much running as I did, I still wouldn't call myself a runner, and I don't really like to run, but um, yeah, we got, you know, I'd, I'd wanted to do a 100-miler for a while, uh, probably since I did the, you know, the 50-milers that I did, and uh, I just never really thought it was the right time or thought I had time to train um, like I should, and uh, we got back from the Cocodona doing that, and I was just kind of, you know, being being in that area or in that arena, uh, even if it's just crewing, just being around those kind of people and things, just kind of sparked that interest back in my mind. So when we got home, I looked through the calendar and saw, well, we're not really traveling much, so it's kind of a pretty good time to that I could yeah I could get the training in. Chile committed to to coaching me and kind of the main driving force behind um why I want to do it because I don't care I don't enjoy the running really um but I like what it gives me and that is um you know it 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 challenges me probably because I don't like doing it and I, I really just wanted to do it because we have such a a big opportunity to share and influence and um, lead other people and everybody has that opportunity but um, at least in my life I you know I have my family my kids and then everybody through three of seven and I just thought man it's been uh you know it's been a couple years since I've done anything that really is just a gut check for me and here I am have this opportunity to lead these people and I just began to think about man if somebody came up to me and they said uh you know, hey, I'm struggling in my my marriage and I, I want to quit or I'm I'm struggling. You know, maybe it's even their life. I'm struggling with just having hope and I want to quit. And I can give answers to that. And maybe I'm not in that position to give them advice, but I can say, well, hey, I know what it's like to want to quit because I've been in this position. And although the situations and circumstances are totally different, the desire to want to quit is still there and the tools that you use to get out of either one of those can be used. I, I think so. And so it was an effort for me to not, um, not be disqualified, not be unfit, uh, and to do what I can do to be able to be there for other people. Um, when I have the opportunity to. Yeah, you're right. The things that you learn through doing a hundred mile race are transferable into other aspects of your life, the things that you learn about yourself and how to <clears throat> persevere and how to work through, you know, the low points. And they are transferable even into circumstances that 
are nothing, have nothing to do with a physical challenge of running. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good reason. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your training because you trained really hard for this. I don't really train for these things, but I've been doing it quite a while, so I don't really have to, and still only very few people can beat me, but you trained very hard to do this, very dedicated to your training program. Um, I'd like to kick it over to Chili because Chili was your coach, and I just want to ask Chili kind of how, little give, give us a, a broad overview of kind of his vision for this training block. And um, then I want to kick it back to you and ask you what you would have done, what you thought you did good and mm-hmm. what you wish you would have done. So Chili, give us a broad overview of this training block. Well, you I'm put not really going to do that, but I'm going to say what I want. Um, Go ahead. I'll, <laughs> First of all, yes. Yes. I helped Blake with, with, you know, coming up with his training and, and everything, but but I think I just want to say this, and you will probably vehemently, vehemently, ah, whatever, vehemently, vehemently disagree with <laughs> uh, what I'm about to say, and I don't care. But <laughs> coaches are highly overrated as far as this kind of thing. Like they get way too much praise. Like Blake's success in the training and and getting the race done and that was because of him and the hard work he put in i mean i did my best to 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 do what i could and come alongside him and help but i just want to say that so as far as the goal with the training it was to take blake who actually had a, a pretty good amount of base running fitness for somebody who doesn't run but i don't know what once a week Twice a week before. Yeah. Um, so the challenge with this training block was when he decided to do it after Cocodona in May to because he wanted to do the George Jewel, which is September fifteenth, that only leaves you a good three months. Or four months. Yeah. Four months it is. But in my opinion, that's not that much time. Whenever you don't have like a huge base built up, you know what I mean? That's, like me, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's going to be hard to ignore those because you're Carry really on. ticking me off. <laughs> so, but that is a challenge. I mean, you have to, but, but that, but I was fine. I was like, you know what? I mean, w- w- what are you supposed to do? Just say, no, nah, you better not do it this year. We'll train for a year and four months and do it next year. No, nah, I mean, that, that's, that's, there's really no sense in doing that. If you keep putting stuff off, you may never do it. So I thought it was fine because I knew it was certainly enough time. It just wasn't maybe as much as I would have liked, but that was the challenge with it. So I had to do some things that, or had to think of things in a way of like, well, we almost have to skip some of these steps because it's only four months, but I'm going to try to have Blake ride the line push up right against the edge of overtraining just so because he has to get certain things in he has to get certain long runs in he has to he has to experience certain things in training that would normally take a little bit more time to develop into um but in this case we have to fit it into four months 
um, while also giving him enough time to rest because at the same time, even if you need to get all this stuff in, if you go over that line, it's not going to be good. You know, he may not even get to the start line because it may break down uh, in the four months leading up to it, you know. So that was the challenge, but that was the, the goal of the training block was to get in the big efforts and focus on those more so than just like a certain amount of weekly mileage. Um, and I think my my whole approach to any to, to all training is to focus on recovery more than I have before. So I tried to do that with Blake this time as well, even though we really pushed it because we had a shorter time frame. But the main goal was to not overtrain, but also push against that line more so than I normally would have because we had a short amount of time and push against it in terms of getting in big efforts regularly, which Blake did. I mean, he hit every long run that we had, every single one. So, Yeah, he was a good coachee for sure. <laughs> he, he was dedicated to that little piece yeah. of scrap paper you'd give him every – and and so I get what you're saying about coaches are like they get too much, maybe they get too much credit but the thing that it, the the thing that like you coaching Blake the thing it does for him is he has so many other responsibilities in terms of raising his children all the work he does here at 307 project um his personal life he has so many other responsibilities uh it takes a big like mental burden a coach takes a big mental burden off of you because you Blake didn't have to sit around and think well how do I need to plan this week out like what do I need to be doing I need to research this that the other it's just like you just get the thing from a from somebody who is credible obviously you get the thing and you say okay I just had to follow this and you don't have to think about it. I think that's the biggest advantage to having a coach. And when I say a coach, I mean it has to be a credible, somebody that's trusted, somebody that's researched, somebody that's done it, um, and somebody that's good at coaching because that's a skill in and of itself. And you get that thing and you just trust it and you have the process laid out for you. So that takes a big tax off of your mind well, i think you know you and i were talking the other day uh, when we left the range about a training plan that someone believes in will do better for them than an actually yeah. than a plan that is actually more efficient and more optimal know, uh, yeah more optimal for that person but if they believe in a plan that's less optimal they'll they'll actually do better with that plan and i agree with that yeah because yeah, they follow it more closely yeah yeah, and well, put just, more effort in. It's just your mind believes it. I mean, it, mm -hmm. I think that's 100% real. And so, you know, somebody who doesn't have, like Chad said, the knowledge and doesn't have time to research or want to research, uh, like for me, you coach, I, I mean, I have full belief and trust in that what you were giving me was going to be the best thing that I could do. And maybe there's something better out there, maybe there's not. But for me, that was the perfect thing. And so... Uh, if it was me doing it, I still would have trained. I still would have ran, but I wouldn't have, I would have been like, ah, is this really what I need to be doing today? Yeah. And, 
and I wouldn't have believed in the in the process and the plan like I did with you writing it. And so that's the biggest value for me was actually having something that you trust and that you believe in and believe will work. Yeah, and I mean, did we get everything perfect? No, but I I definitely strive for that. And you know, I think with the, all the circumstances that we had, and you know, I, I I mean, I did I did the best that I knew how to do. And you know, was it perfect? Well, of course not. But it's I think hopefully we got really close, you know, to to what we could have done with that four months. Well, we rode the line. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we rode that line. <laughs> yeah, hard. What, what were some of what was your longest run training for that hundred mile race? Twenty five miles. Yeah, twenty five. And then that was twenty five one day and twenty the next. Oh, day. So, so in a, in two days it was forty five. Yeah. Yeah. Was that hard? Like. Yeah, that was that was a tough weekend. Uh, that's in hard terrain too. That's what pe- these. I think a lot of people don't understand. One huge advantage that we have with the George Jewel is we can go right out ten minutes down the road and we can actually be on the course. Mm-hmm. So all of all of Blake's long run, well, most of them, the ones I did with him, were actually on segments of the course. Yeah, and that daggone course is hard man it's kind of deceivingly hard it is deceivingly hard yeah because you look at the elevation profile and yeah it's got some climbs and this and that but the daggone rocks on that course are just that whole last section of trail across that ridge line you're just running across that and you're like somebody needs to come up here with a freaking bulldozer yeah and just bulldoze this freaking trail and just do away with it (laughs) Because it, it, it's ridiculous, man. Well, I've, you know, we'd run out at Barry, and, and Barry's not easy. I wouldn't say it's easy trails. I mean, they're not the hardest thing, but, you know, there's some climbs and there's some rocks, but it's wider. And we'd go out and run 10 miles, and, you know, we could do it at a nine-minute pace. And I remember that first long run we did from the power lines to Snake Creek. And I remember telling Paul, I was like, ah, well, all right. So I did about, you know, maybe nine-minute pace at a – at Barry, so I'm gonna shoot for about ten or eleven minute pace out here on this mm-hmm. section, and we got out there, and it wasn't anywhere close to that. And that was when I realized, man, there's a lot dang harder running on on just mm-hmm. even just single track, even if it's smooth single track. You you can't jump out of the way of things. You can't you know zigzag in the trail. You just stuck to that you know a foot and a half wide path. Um, and it just yeah slows you way down. That's freaking strode with rocks. Yeah, and then yeah, you add on top of that all of the rocks and uh yeah, I mean, I saw Blake in the in the midst of his highest weeks kind of had I know he had a few times where he got a little sick because his immune your immune mm-hmm. system is being so taxed. He battled through a bunch of daggone shin splints. I had shin splints up it's until I mean, maybe, um, maybe a month, yeah, four or six weeks. But I mean, before the race that goes back to my point of you know, with the goal being to to manage this because I knew it would be like this in four months, but also to really build fitness with the workouts, get the long efforts in, be consistent, be specific. Like run, he has the real advantage of that because he could get on the course. That's the specificity. Um. But, you know, like I said, if we had had a year, we could have spent much more time easing into and managing those shin splints. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like we had to, I mean, what are you going to do? Take off a month when you've only got four months to let them heal? 
and then when you start back, they'll just happen again. Yeah. Like we have to, we we have to run through them, or else we're just not going to get it in. You know, I mean, that was kind of part of that walking the line mm-hmm. that it's difficult, but I, mean, I think he, the way he came through it all, is like, hey, I mean, what we couldn't have done much better. Yeah, I mean, the uh, I, I think that's the big, the biggest disadvantage I had is that I built. I built tons of fitness in yeah. that, and I, I mean, I truly believe if my if my just joints and bones and body and everything was was conditioned for being out there that long, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I could have with my fit. I mean, I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think with my fitness, I could have finished in the top ten. Oh, but hundred percent. But. It was it was just the the pounding that my body wasn't used to. I mean, I told you a bunch of times coming across that ridge, I was like, man, I want to run so bad. I feel so mm-hmm. good. Yep. Everywhere except, I mean, my knees is what ended up getting me. But yeah, I mean, what is that? I mean, that just tells you your your fitness is there, but the the body. I mean, it's <laughs> no boy. Not to give Chad the credit he's been looking for, but he's been he's been running ultras for a long time. I mean, he that's where the body comes in. So yeah. You know, you could be say you were fitter than Chad. Say you were. Oh, I was. <laughs> well, I mean, it. <laughs> yes, you were. It. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered. Be- like, if you don't have that condition and where you could withstand that pounding. Yeah, you're only it, as good as the weakest point of your body. Exactly, and yeah. that that just needs more time. You know, but I think in the future, you know, you recover, take a while from this, and then you know, build back up again. You'll have this. Like this won't ever leave you, you know. Yeah. That effort, that that's that's burned into your physiology forever. That thirty-one hour effort. I mean, that's that's in you, and that won't make the next one easier. But it'll make it like that's a part of you've a you know you'll adapt to that, and that'll be a part of your physiology. So that that's the advantage that you know some of these races will kill you. I mean, if you run a hundred all the time your performance will dip and you, I mean, it's just too much on your body, but if you're going to try to do it and get better at it, you have to get some experience under you. And now you have that. So I think, you know, you couple that with another, uh, with your fitness, with fitness. And yeah, I mean, that'll, cause I think you were, had the fitness to run 24 hours. Yeah. Even on that course. I mean, I really do, but yeah, we just, I don't think you're, the whole body was ready to take that pounding. No, you know? I didn't have an, I mean, yeah. I haven't ran long enough. Right. You know, I mean, I've probably been running the first 50 miler we did was maybe four years ago or something mm-hmm. at Iron Mountain. It was like 2018. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, since then, but I'm not, I haven't been consistent. I'll do maybe one a year. Mm-hmm. I'll train for a couple months, do a race. And then I don't really run anymore until I decide I want to do another race. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I do, like you said, I think, you know, you kind of gain that, uh, maybe you could say permanently, from doing those races. But then, I got to imagine, you know, you, you lose some of it. Oh, or, sure. Or you, or you don't continue to gain yeah, one right. of the two, or maybe both. And so, you know, that, that, I think that was just the biggest the biggest thing that you can't say that, that we did wrong, but that we just didn't have time mm-hmm. to do, yeah. uh, was just to build the... Well, I, I listeners, um, I feel like, and you guys tell us in YouTube if you think I'm right or not. 
I feel like these guys are talking too much, and I'm not talking enough. <laughs> Turning the so, camera off of you. I have a question. Um, no, I, 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 I want to get back into. I wanted to ask if when you had the shin splints this pretty c- early on, and they hung around, and then the hard weekend you put in with the 45 miles, did you let any of that creep into your head of like, what if these don't go away? Like, I I only have this amount of time. Like, am I going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I mean, early on, by the time we did that forty-five miles, they they weren't they weren't there anymore because that was probably mm-hmm. that might have been that was in August. Yeah, so that that was pretty close. So, but I did just earlier that week. Um, Chad and I ran a um, section or thing that was going to be a recovery run, and Chad always got, turns out just like a I hate you know like this yes flying yep, and I'm like man, this is a recovery run for me. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. And then so <laughs> he's trying to talk to pace. me and stuff. And I actually felt good, but but that was a little bit faster pace. And um, so I did have a little bit before that. But, no, I mean, earlier on, I, I did even tell Chili one time, I was like, man, if we don't get rid of these things, then, you know, what are we going to do? And he said, well, you just got to remember, today is not race day. Mm. And so he said, you know. When race day comes, we'll worry about it if it's there. But today's not race day, and so Chili's so I full said, of wisdom. I said, "Roger that, Chili. Yeah, whatever you want me to do, man." So you would have continued to train up until two weeks out with shin splints, just with that mindset of like, "Today's not race day, so I'm going to keep training and prepping no matter what's happening." Well, I was going to do whatever he told me. I had full faith in Chili that he had my best interest in mind. So I mean. Well, I, I just did whatever runs he told me to do. I believed we could get them, get them gone, and we did. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I. That's the thing is like the process. It, it it takes a while, and you get impatient. But, but I I was, I mean, you definitely take risks. You don't know for a fact how stuff is going to turn out. But I was like, I mean, I think by the time we get, I felt really confident, but that in time they would. It would work its way out. I mean, you almost can't not adapt to something um, after that long of having them. Like, you know, they'll, they'll go away. Yeah. Run through them. Yeah. Most yeah. people, when stuff That's like that happens, they're like, I needed to rest. Well, we couldn't do you that. Know? Right. I mean, if we took, it'd taken weeks to get them fully gone. And then you just took weeks off and then we didn't have, we were on a limited time frame anyway. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, this podcast has went off the rails. I had uh, I I had some good questions, but how exactly has it went off the rails, I'll, Sad Sack? I'll, I'll, I mean, what's wrong? I'll Tell skip. him, Chili. Get him. Let you let, look like the beef jerky Jack Links guy, Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Oh no, that's all good stuff, man. Yeah, training check. That's how you train for a race, listeners. <laughs> now you have everything you need to know. You have no excuses. Um. Chili's not for hire as a trainer unless you've got $100,000 a month. He just went up on his price. But he's not taking clients. I heard he'll take one at 100000 a month. No. That's his price, no? but he's not taking I'm clients. I'm fully retired. <laughs> that is my price, but I'm also not available. Oh, well, <laughs> never mind. He's not available, period. So you guys are all screwed. You might not make it. Um, well, People keep asking. It's going to be a million. Let's get into the let's get into the story of the race because on race morning I was racing too so I was in my little 
you know, angry bubble. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to live very long, by the way. Um, we were watching this movie last night about uh, these people who live over 100. Blue zones. And this lady was Okinawa. like. Yeah, in Okinawa, this lady was like, the key to not, the key to living a long time is just don't get angry and just like laugh and do things for others. Well, you know what the key to live long is, is your new race strategy that you've uncovered is no highs and lows. Steady. Yeah. Like, you don't get too mad. You don't get too... I mean, you got to be real steady. And you, you ain't that, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was I was in my little bubble Volatile. doing my yes, thing because I was getting ready to race, too. So I didn't get a lot of time to talk to you on uh, there at the start line, Blake. I think I just came up to you and shook your hand and said something like something silly like get after it or something, you know, <laughs> something lame. <laughs> and... Uh, so how how are you feeling uh, standing on the start line, knowing what was ahead of you? Were you amped up? Were you nervous? Were you calm? What were you feeling? Oh, I mean, I I think I was pretty calm. I, you know, the days, well, even probably a week up up to the race, I, and even still today, I've got this dang congestion in my chest. Yeah, he's freaking sick. And uh, nobody's mentioned that. So I ran sick. I was pretty. Yeah. I was pretty mad, you know, that here, well, you know, this has been going on um, for a week now, coughing up this daggone phlegm crap and, you know, rattling in my chest and all of that. And I thought, well, here I've trained for four months and all, you know, it's came down to the day and, and here now I've got this. And I, you know, had a little bit lost my voice that day. And so if anything, I was a little bit pissed off that that had happened. <clears throat> um because, I mean, I didn't know that I if I would even be able to do it with that because it was affecting my breathing, and then I knew it would affect my heart rate. And would I even be able to move fast enough to even do it in the cutoff time um, having that? And so that's really all I was thinking about. I wasn't uh, – there wasn't much else I was really thinking about. So maybe that was a good thing or bad thing. I don't know. Maybe I would have been more nervous and amped up if that wasn't the case, but that was really – all I was thinking about was, is this going to prevent me from doing what I've trained up to this point to do? Mm -hmm. And certainly it hindered me, but it didn't, it didn't keep me from finishing. Yeah. Uh, tip for you guys listening to the podcast, if you don't want to get sick a lot, uh, don't have kids. Yep. All right? That's the key to not getting <laughs> sick yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, they bring home a lot of sickness yeah. for sure. Mm. They're always digging around in poop and... <laughs> licking doorknobs, yeah. licking digging around and poop. And so that's the key. Says the guy that rolls around in goat crap. <laughs> <laughs> goat crap is just grass, man. Oh, okay, uh, sterile. Well, let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk through. Let's talk through that first section, basically from the start line to Dry Creek, yep. which is kind of the first big pull. 20, what, 20, I don't know how 18. long it is. No, that, 35. that's 35. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, to Dry to Creek. Dry Creek, so that's the first 35 miles. When I So after I took off, I thought you were going to run with me for a while, but I never even saw you. Why'd you think that? <laughs> I just figured we were going to run together for a little while. I thought you was going to run with me, and I never saw you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in the right spot. You were in the wrong spot. Yeah, I mean, why didn't you fall back with me, man? Isn't that the story of everybody's life that's in Chad's life? Yeah. <laughs> he was in the right spot, and we were in the wrong well, spot. Yeah. 
That's like always the story. Speaking of the best bacon, <laughs> look, I know y'all. What? I know y'all no. can't find good bacon if you're like me, and I eat a lot of bacon. Am I getting sidetracked? The I best know, right? bacon out there is that Wright Brothers bacon. It's it's the best yeah, grocery store bacon you it's can get. Got a get. bunch of nitrates. In I was about to say. Yeah, it's but I'm going to tell processed. you, it cooks up good. It tastes good. Thank you, whoever just made that order. Why ain't y'all ordering freaking t-shirts, Baby, man? Stay on track. Uh, Stay on, nobody cares about bacon. We're talking about Blake's race. So yeah, that first section. Yeah, I want to talk through that out. first section. <laughs> um, yeah, Chad, you know, he was up front. I don't know why he thought I was going to run with him. I was kind of being a little bit conservative. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't all, you know, all the way up to Stover through the rock garden. I felt really good. I was hacking up some stuff as we kind of along that road section. I ran a little bit with Darren Jansen and uh, um, just some other people that were with 307 and they would say, are you part of Chad's gang? And I say, yeah, I follow him a little bit. <laughs> oh, and uh, Part I just, of my crew, man. he cut his hair. I just let on. Nobody nobody knew who I was out Are there. you serious? Yeah. yeah. But so I talked with some people there at the beginning, and I, yeah, I was just kind of being. So you weren't by uh, yourself. No, uh, that's good. I mean, I stayed. Well, maybe I was a little bit toward the front of the middle of the pack for a little bit, but well, you finished felt, middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, I felt really good. I mean, through that section uh, coming into Snake Creek would be the first like big stop point, and I covered that faster than I thought I would. I I was expecting maybe four and a half or five hours to get there, and I think I got there. Um, Four hours and 15 minutes or... Right over four. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I felt good. Came into there. That stop was quick. Were you walking all the uphills and stuff? Uh, if it in was the steep. If it was steep, yeah. But yeah. any of the minor ones I would run. And I was just trying to keep my heart rate down. It was up high starting out. And I think that was probably just from some of... Uh, I probably was just hyped up a little bit at the beginning until what, I get going. What were you trying to keep your heart rate at? Well, I mean, there was really no specific number, but I certainly didn't want it to be 170. I mean, ideally, I was trying to keep it under 150. That was kind of my okay. goal. But, you know, on a on a climb or something like that, it, it's just going to go up, and I didn't care. But I didn't want a long, sustained effort of like, oh, man, now it's 160, 170. And so... I ran the first three hours at 176. Did you? Yeah. <clears throat> all right you are tough <laughs> tell him blake wow yeah, that, <laughs> at your age at no faster wow. than that was that's probably means you didn't have much fitness then wow you just, I, I came into snake creek you at sure about, did hold it pretty good i came into snake creek at like three hours or something and I, all i remember is david miller saying what a time <laughs> <laughs> Dad. you held it well i mean so that was the first did. that was the first time you got to see your people was that snake creek that's a long pool did that give you a little boost or anything yeah yeah a little bit i mean i didn't really feel like i felt really good coming into snake creek i i didn't feel like i overdid it or underdid it i i mean i, I was happy with that and i thought it was sustainable and yeah we just got a little food that didn't do much there mm -mm. tightened up my shoes a little bit um we were in and out of there and maybe, maybe no more than five minutes, I wouldn't think. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it was less than that. That was um, a good stop. And so, yeah, I felt good. I left there. Climb. Yep, got the climb up back up onto the ridge. And then you got that long downhill, you know, all the way down into um, into the pocket, basically, once you get up 
on that ridge. Well, after you go follow the ridge for yeah, a couple for of a miles. Bit. Yeah. And uh, I ran with a couple of folks there. They wanted to talk about sports, and I told them how dumb sports were and Lame. bad idea to, to, to watch them. And how are you going to be out running a 100-miler? Thank you for that order. How are you going to be out running a 100-miler talking about sports? They kept tripping and falling. I think both – there's two people behind me. I think both of them tripped like three times coming <laughs> and well, actually hit the ground. Well, Blake looks like a guy that likes sports. Yeah. Mm. I mean. Since he cut his hair? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just. True. Well, one of, of those guys nature. I was running with, he, he said, uh, I, I got to ask you, I know you said you're from Rome. You know that Chad fella? Uh-uh. <laughs> no I way. Said, yeah, I know him a little bit. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he had watched the documentary. And so we, we kind of talked and we were back. And that guy's name was Corey. You never told him? Yeah, I ended up telling okay. him, and we were back and forth a lot, but I felt, you know, yeah, I felt good, went into the pocket, and then when I hit the pocket, um, I talking to that guy, I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing, and I got my heart rate up, and so my stomach started bothering me a little bit right there. Not too bad, but then that climb, it kind of got a little bit worse, and that section from the pocket to Dry Creek was, was one of the, one of the probably lows I'd say there's two lows. They were both on that section, one going out and one coming back. Yeah, because that stinking climb up from the pocket to the yeah. top of John's Mountain is ugly as crap, man. Yeah, it's rough. When I got there, I, all, I, all I told myself was, okay, don't get in no hurry going up this joker because this is the hardest climb on the whole course. And that's a course redesign, isn't it? No. Uh, from 2019, it, it is. It might be from 2019. Yeah, but, I yeah, found that Most interesting. of us that run forget about 2019 because we're doing stuff now well that's all good and well but i just wanted to know if it was a course redesign <laughs> yeah that's all that's a hard climb up through there uh, anyway and no no eight no crew at pocket no i'm not going go, out going going out so yeah uh, so that your darn stomach started bothering you huh yeah a little bit it was i mean it wasn't terrible but i mean i could not i was noticing that i didn't want to eat and you know i would i'd still eat some, but not probably as much as I, as I should have been at that point. But I got something from the aid station and uh, and just. What'd you get? Um, they had bananas. I I, yeah, I think I ended up getting a banana up there. I I love when the aid station, when you're running up front and the aid you pull you come come into an aid station. They're like, we got hot quesadillas and hot know. dogs, and I'm like, do you realize I'm I'm running? fast in this race like i'm one of the first people that's come through here i don't want a freaking quesadilla man yeah just give me a banana all right yep god bless aid station I, workers i, I love think them. the guy that beat you ate quesadillas i'm just saying uh well it's not always advisable well it worked for him didn't it two hours ahead of you um okay get up you get up to john's mountain you get you get you you get you a little snack there yeah, I got me a banana. I come in. They said, ah, I see you, 3-7 hat. You know that Chad fella? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Every time somebody asks you that, from now on, you should be like, yeah, he's a straight freaking turd. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I'm about to burn this hat. <laughs> uh, Tell him you got the hat at Goodwill. You don't know yeah, nothing about yeah, never heard of about? it. <laughs> and then you got that nice downhill, plumb down into Dry Creek. Yeah. Yep. I, I ran all of that. Um my one of my IT pants started bothering me a little bit on there, and it kind of went away. But that section, I had, uh, you know, it was getting dark then, 
it wasn't dark until I just before I got into Dry Creek. I had to use my headlamp, but that that chest congestion I started having started coming back. You know how it does it, and your body does at night. And so I got to kind of wheezing coming down through there, and so that you know I was like, well, here we go with this crap again. And then um, my IT band was bothering me a little bit, and my stomach was still bothering me because you know you got the climb, your heart rate gets up if you're pushing hard. And for me, it seems like when my heart rate goes up, I can kind of pair that with just oh, yeah. stomach distress. And then, and then you've got the downhill, and maybe your heart rate comes down a little bit, but you've got all the bouncing. So, uh, all of that kind of came up along that section. Then it, you know, starts to get dark. You cross the creek. You got wet feet and crap. And I, so I kept my feet dry across that. What'd you do? I went to the left right there and just went across those little stones. Yeah. Well, I did, but I didn't go too far. I didn't. My yeah. feet didn't stay dry. Yeah, no. I kept my feet dry, but you know, I just rode TNGA and stuff. I scouted all that out. Yeah. So. Well, I saw it when we did the route course, but <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't really. I didn't really care. I mean, whatever. Well, you talk. You you talk about all these things that you're thinking about while you're running, like, oh, my stomach's doing this, mm-hmm. my, my leg's doing this, uh, this and this and this, right? And it was funny to me because people don't understand you got a lot going on when you're running. Yeah. And part of running well is paying attention to literally everything that you have to pay attention to. So... I, I ran the whole race by myself and unless I had a pacer with me. I didn't ever run with another runner and get to like just have time to chit-chat and get lost in yeah. conversation, which is a, is fun. It passes time. But a lot of times things can happen when you get lost in conversation with people that you, you stop paying attention to the things you need to pay attention to. And when I have a pacer, I don't talk to my pacer. Yeah. Do I, Biscuit? Unless you're being rude and like demanding things, or yeah, unless I like, unless I need them to do something, I don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time Brooke asked me, "What do you think about when you're out here doing this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "That was like two o'clock in the morning." Yeah, and I'm I'm just completely silent. And I, I, but there's a hundred things running through my mind. Like yeah. I'm check. Okay, how's my foot feel? How does? When's the last time I ate? What did I eat? What am I about to eat? When's the last time I drank? How's my stomach feel? Is my posture right? Is my stride right? Paying attention to the trail. There's a hundred things that you're thinking yeah. about. Like your mind never just has the chance to turn off if you're if you're doing it right. Chili, are yeah. you like that? Sorry, Blake. Do what? Do you do that? Like you don't daydream or drift off mentally at all while you're running. For 24 hours? Not while he's racing. I don't, uh... He doesn't remember. It's been so long. I mean, yeah, what do I think about when I'm racing? I mean, just... I'm thinking about what's going to get me to the finish as fast as possible. Do you do what he's saying? Like, that seems... No, he's all worried about how he feels. It's a bunch of BS. No, I don't do that. He's all concerned about how he feels. I'm worried about my systems. Yeah. No, I don't do that. No. Yeah, okay. he don't freaking know. And then you get into Dry <laughs> Creek. Dry Creek's a pretty big milestone because yeah. you know once you once you get into Dry Creek, you've got these you've got some nice trail down there and you gotta do some loops, but once you knock that out, then you're going back home. 
Well, I'd never been in Dry Creek until, I mean, we'd been through it, but I'd never been on any of those. So I didn't know really even what to expect there. But I remember passing you as I was coming into Dry Creek and I was yep. about out of everything. Um, I still had some gels, which I didn't really like eating at that point. But uh, it's about out of water and everything. And I said, <coughs> dang, how much further is it down this road? <laughs> and uh, I think you told me it's about a mile and a half. And you said, there's a lot of good running on that first loop so don't burn yourself out um you know and then you just rolled on rolled on by no i didn't i stopped what i was doing asked you if you needed anything i had some extra stuff on me and i was like do you need anything you You didn't say any of that oh dang i thought i did i wouldn't have taken it from you anyway i must have said that in my head then yeah Mm. i mean i was good enough that i could make it but yeah. I was just thinking. I knew it was close, but in my mind, I wanted to know how much further because of all, you know, I knew the whole route except that section. When you cross the creek to Dry Creek and mm-hmm. then in Dry Creek, I didn't know anything about that. And so I like to I liked to know what is ahead. I mean, I can take it mile by mile. That's fine. But I like to know, all right, here's the next stopping point and it's this much further and I have this much more to go. And if that becomes too much for me, then I'll say, all right, well, let's just, let's get to to this point on this trail where I know where I'm going. So I told you a mile and a half. I think it was more like a mile and a quarter. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you were pretty close when I got there. I mean, you, I think you did tell me a little further, which is, is good. It's better. Did, than, I did that on purpose. Yeah. So I, I think you just hit on something that I thought about while running with him at night. Anytime I spoke about anything, he would get angry because he would be like, I don't know. I'm in this moment only. Like I I couldn't. And I was thinking, because I work like you, like I need something coming up to kind of set my mind to. And like, I have to get here. Whereas he doesn't want any of that. Well, she, she was talking about how cozy it was going to be when we when we no, get in bed on I, Monday night. I said, because because the temperature. She was like, it's going to be fifty seven degrees Monday night. Boy, it's going to be cozy in the bed. I'm like, are you freaking seriously saying this right now? If that can derail your race, you got bigger problems than. Uh, I agree comment, with that too. Yeah, if that comment I mean, can dude. derail you. He got mad. He said, I'm about to fire you if you don't stop talking. And I was like, oh. Okay. It's a weak mind, man. But I think, I think that he does have something to look forward to more than he lets on. Because at Cocodona, he would get mad when the aid station was a little <laughs> bit further than what someone had told him. And he's like, where's this freaking aid station at? You said, you said it was a mile and a half, and here we're a mile point six. So it's not, you're not not staying present and patient and deliberate when you pick a point that you know is coming up and you kind of do a little countdown to stay motivated. That's okay. That doesn't go against what you teach. It's just a different personality type. And yeah, you, it's just how, thank you for that order, I by the way. I think it's how far you need to break it down. Like, right. if it gets so hard that you can't finish that dry creek loop and you know within, you know, six miles or whatever, you're going to be back to the aid station, well, then for me, I was just like, all right, well, then just get to three miles and then we'll see if you need to stop and do something and re- whatever you need to do to get the next three. Miles. I mean, I never got to that point, but that was what I mean, that was just my plan was to I, I wanted to go aid station to aid station. And when I got there, I'd reassess how everything did, felt, do what I needed to do. And then I'd go on another loop. And I just thought, well, if I if that becomes too much, then I'll just break it down, you know, within that 
section if I need to stop halfway and do whatever, change my shoe, not kick, get rocks out, whatever, then I will. But I don't think that goes against staying present. And that's me. what you did too, boo. You were between aid stations. You were each. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> what did I so, do? Um, <laughs> how'd you, so how'd you end up attacking Dry Creek? Uh, well, you know, the first two loops were, um, so yeah, I come into Dry Creek and that was kind of a low point, but I get there, I change my shoes, I get a bunch of stuff and I go out and I feel good on the, on the first loop and I'm just running anything that's flat. If it's remotely uphill, I'm walking and then, you know, downhill, I'm obviously running and that was just kind of my plan throughout all of that. And I thought I was doing really bad and moving really slow and chili kept saying no man yes yes you're moving good this is that's a good time it was good through yeah um it was taking me what maybe an hour and a half for each loop yeah i think you just didn't know what to expect down there but yeah those were especially the yeah the loops around dry creek were good because <laughs> a lot of people get in dry creek and by the time they get there, they're reduced to walk, yeah, walking I mean, only. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I passed in Dry Creek that were walking a downhill yeah. with trekking poles. Nah, the, the loops there, I, I was afraid it was getting in your head because I wasn't just telling you that to like be like, oh, well, it's these are bad, but I don't want him to know that. Yeah. No, they were actually good. And I was like, if he keeps thinking they're bad, that's going to hurt him. Because well, no, when you said that, I thought, well, okay. Because you're right, I didn't know what to expect or what to think my yeah. time should be. Uh, but, were... um, I, you know, I remember thinking, you know, as I when I came in, I was thinking about, like, all the stuff I had. And I was thinking, well, I need to tell Chili about all this stuff. And then I just thought, well, he's not going to freaking care. He's just going to say, all right, we'll just manage it and keep going. And so, you know, I just thought, well, in these loops, if he says, hey, you know, this is good, then it's good. And I kind of got into my groove down there. Mm -hmm. um, it was nice to run the loop, get to be that, go there with your crew. You know, they had everything out. Including a pallet for you to lay down on. Yeah, I laid down, put my feet up. So what I would do, I'd run That the was loop. a mistake. <laughs> I'd come that in. was the mistake we made. What? You shouldn't have laid. Pallet? You probably shouldn't have laid I down. wasn't there real long, though, was I? No, they never were that long, but it was just the fact that you laid down, I think... I've got that on video. Well, see, the problem was Blake was getting sleepy. Mm, I sleepy thought. Blake. He didn't look sleepy to me. Well. But I wasn't there the last he was. loop. loop or Whether two. he looked it or not, I think he was sleepy. And you actually don't want to lay down when you're sleepy because it makes you more. Yeah. You know, I think that was probably. Should have hit that during caffeine, boy. Well, the gels you didn't weren't hit sitting no real well. caffeine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I didn't hit any caffeine. Man, you got to use that caffeine. He doesn't need that crutch. But, you know, I thought, well, why uh, stand when you can sit? And then I thought, yeah. gosh, why sit when you can lay down? <laughs> and then well, I that's thought, not well, a bad gosh, thought. I'll just lay down and put my feet up because, you know, I've been on them for a while. And so that, I mean, nobody told me. To and the pallet wasn't even there for me, I think. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. It wasn't laid out at first. But I came, I remember running on the loop and I thought, you know, when I get back, I need to put my dang feet up. I don't know why I thought that. 
I mean, that, I you wanted a, to. I mean, I did a lot of laying down during Cocodona myself. That may have been where I got it from. <laughs> That's probably where you got it from. <laughs> but anything that happened during Cocodona, don't do it. <laughs> I just remember thinking, I, I need to put my... Well, when I ran in those normal shoes, you know, they got a lot less cushion. Mm-hmm. And my feet started hurting after I... Just, like, muscularly hurting after running in those. And I thought, man, I need to put my dang feet up. And, you know, it probably was just irrational thinking at that point. But I, I just got into the groove of doing that. So I'd come in, put my feet up. I'd eat avocado toast, cantaloupe, watermelon. Alex came out and brought that coconut water, which hit good. the spot, it man. brought me a jar, too. That was good. Yeah, yeah he showed spot. up from Florida. Yeah. He's just showed best, up. He's the best in the business. Alex. Yeah. This yeah. joker comes up, comes at me out of the dark night <laughs> with a mason jar. <laughs> And I didn't know who it was. Oh, I know. I yeah. thought it was some cat trying to give me moonshine. I literally <laughs> thought it was because it was clear yeah, yeah. in a mason jar. And I thought, this joker's handing me a jar of moonshine? I was about to cuss this joker out, <laughs> son. Well, then, then I realized who it realized was. You realized who it was, yeah. And I was thinking, you then probably going to want to take then that. Then I was like, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> I drank the whole freaking jar yeah. down in like two gulps. Yeah, I had me a coconut too. He, Yeah, Chili had his first real coconut with a straw. Dang, that's Way good. better than that stuff in the store. I don't oh, drink yeah. that stuff in the store, but yeah, that stuff he's got is good. Yeah, he's the yeah. best in the business. That's Coco Rico Farms. <laughs> so I, pa- I passed you on your second loop, and I was on my fourth loop. Yeah, and that I was—I was a little concerned about you. Yeah, I was—I was over it at that point because, <laughs> you know, like you're over out what, there, Dry Creek or the race. Just ran. I was just tired of running. I was like, you know, this. Is, well, your first half was good, and then I think you got over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a little and concerned about you at that point. I, uh, you know, yeah, I was just like. I, my body was still fine, but my, I was just battling my mind. Like, you know, I was getting, and I knew it. I remember, like, I remember thinking, I'm just being impatient. You just need to know, do what you know will get you across the finish line. Just do what you know will get you there until it gets you there. And don't worry about how long it takes. Don't worry about what might come up or how much you've done or how much is left. If you know that you need to eat this often, drink this often, and move this fast, like you, you know, those things will get you across the finish line. So just do them until you get across the finish line. And that's ultimately where I settled. And, you know, when you passed me, you, uh, you said, how you, how you liking it so far? <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, I just didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything at all. And, and he was like, well, uh, just be patient, man. Remember what you told me at Coca-Dona and, uh, just gave me a little dose of my own medicine, mm-hmm. you know, which did me good. And then, you know, as he kind of disappeared into the night, I was in hog heaven seeing you suffer down there. Yeah, but you know, you—I mean, that was good stuff you told me, and you hollered out, "I'm proud of you." And and then, so that was kind of that was like a, I mean, really just kind of brought people bring me. I mean, they do affect my mood, like when I'm around people, and it's not um. It can't just be encouragement or just, you know, just s- silly words that people say, but something coming from somebody like that you got this that. Yeah. Like that just, yeah, it doesn't work. But from somebody that you, <laughs> you know, respect or, or whatever, um, like for you to say, Hey, I'm proud of you. I mean that I was like, well, dang, all right, I got to keep going. I got to do good or as good as I can do. 
and then uh and then i you know as the hours kind of went on i just kept thinking about you know battling in my mind a little bit with that and that's really what i boiled it down to is what i just said is that like i know what i need to do and i know how i need to do it and how often i've got all that mapped out through training i've got a watch to keep my pace and my time and reminders to eat and drink and so even when you don't want to do it just do it because you know the result it will yield and you know if you don't do it then you're not going to get it and Mm -hmm. so you just nothing else matters nothing doesn't matter as long as you do those things just do them until they yield the result that you want you know or until you can't do them anymore and then you can reassess but that's kind of where i landed in dry creek is i kind of went through all that in my mind and that's kind of where i landed and then i picked up Paul as a pacer on the third lap and it was nice to have somebody there to talk to just you know I told Paul I said just you know what if you want to talk talk you know I may not answer you that's fine just move on to the next thing you want to say if I don't answer you I'll I'll just listen if I don't want to listen I won't listen but it was nice to have him there to talk and you know Paul's always sharing things that are that are truth that are scripture and so it just it it does feed me in a way and so I was glad to pick him up and then Jen paced me on the second lap and that was it was good just to have people there to run with um knowing that somebody's behind you mm-hmm. big Jen pop yeah. tart yeah yep pop tart yep pop tart's oh. a good pacer yeah yeah she is <clears throat> so you finally get to you finally get all them stinking loops done man and then you know you're just headed home How'd you feel when you got all them loops done? How were you, were you, was it a sense of like, all right, now I got this? No, it wasn't. I mean, at that point, I'd done set in my mind that I wasn't going to think too far ahead or what's coming up or what's going on. I, I, at that point, I just set my mind to eat, drink, move at this pace or as fast as you could move. Until, yeah. until so i wasn't even i mean i was thinking to the next aid station but i that would be the furthest that i thought in dry creek for a little bit i got to thinking about snake creek stover power you know i was thinking that far ahead and it was just way too far and so no i didn't think yeah i got this i just thought yeah keep eating you're a fool if you leave dry creek and you think i got this <laughs> people so people that run that particular race they get down into Dry Creek and they get into all them nice little flowy loops and they very soon forget what is between them and the finish yeah. line, you know, when they leave there. And I think a lot of people hurt themselves down in Dry Creek. Yeah. The only thing I remember about Dry Creek was one time I was standing there and Chili said, what are you doing, man? This race? He did that? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> I don't know why I, I don't know why he said that, but um, well, it worked. Probably, yep. uh, you know, Chili and I left Dry Creek there, and I got my trekking poles, and we passed old uh, Justin Hamilton's wife running her van off in a mud hole. Oh mm. yeah, Crazy. man, wrecked it in there, busted the oil pan and stuff, and I showed that to him because I'd been seeing it. I didn't think I said, well, maybe it's hers, but it ended up being hers. This she wrecked that thing bad, man. Yes, yeah, bad hole. Yeah, <laughs> especially for a minivan. Yeah. 
But it's not funny. It's we passed that thing, and you know, we kind of got in Chile. We were still running at that point, period. You know, occasionally, and Chile was just like, yeah, you know, just run when you can, walk when you walk when you can't. And he's like, when we get across that that creek, we're gonna we're gonna put a good pace going up that hill. And I was like, all right, yeah, I feel fine. So we did. We put down pretty good pace going up oh, that we hill. Climbing Hold on, did y'all see? The freaking hills have eyes, people, that were camped at the Dagon Creek crossing. I call it, that's the wrong turn, people, not not the hills have, you know. That was ungodly. (laughs) Like, I I, I run past these people at freaking the middle, like, not even the middle of the night, like, whatever, two or three in the morning. And they're sitting in their cars with the dome light on, just staring at each other. Got freaking two teeth between the five of them. Huh. Just like. Well, they were the, been asleep when we come well, by. Well, they were up when I came by. And these people look like something straight crawled out from under a daggone rock, man. Like half a daggone, I don't know, hermaphrodites or something. They had what? set up a hermitage back yeah. there, hadn't they? <laughs> the chokers look like a hermaphrodite. <laughs> what? Do you even know what a hermaphrodite is? No, he doesn't. I'm still uh, fighting that bronchitis. So I just I just had to make mention of those people in case they ever listen to the podcast. Yeah, we passed those scallywags. They was laid back in their van with their hermitage set up across the <laughs> across the road from them. <clears throat> and uh I told Chili, what a what a freaking night to be camping out here. Oh, you know, terrible. That's you shine the you shine I'm your sure, headlamp in there. And- well, I'm, I'm sure, sure they I'm sure knew about, the race was going on because they looked like runners. But. No, Blake. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they did not know <laughs> the race was going on. They, these people probably don't have an internet. They they probably don't have anything. Yeah, they, they're some of the poorest people in that county I ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, I guess it's drugs. I guess it's drugs that make them poor. But uh, that's a well. We climbed that hill. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> And we, we did what we set out to do. Well, until for we right there, we did. And until we, we got to the top of that hill, son. <laughs> did you go into the? And went the, into the vortex. You talking about going into the vortex? That's the well, worm. First the of all, that's the wormhole, and that ain't the only wormhole either, by the way. So, are you talking about going into the wormhole right here? Well, we're still on the fire road, but oh. you know, it's a pretty long little climb out of the douche grade climb <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, but we kind of powered up it, and I got to the top and. <laughs> and uh, the old wrecking ball was waiting for me at the top. And as soon as I topped the hill, it come. And it just hit me just like just all of a sudden. Dang. Boom. I told Chili, I said, dang, man, I think that climb took it out. It felt like I'd lost all my energy. I felt like I was just going to fall asleep. He fell asleep walking. I should have told you he was going to do that to you. <laughs> if he paces you, if Chili paces you, he's going to blow you out well, at I some felt- point. Oh, bull crap. Which, you're like, one to talk. I probably felt good because I hadn't done that, but I had my poles too. Bull crap. And so, you know, if you're climbing without poles, you're not using as, I, I guess, I mean, this is my theory. I think that having those poles, I exerted a lot more energy because I was using my upper body to pull along with my lower well, body. We were just moving faster. And yeah. And it I was guess. also the wee hours of the morning, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm so, telling yeah. you, he got sleepy in Dry Creek, and then this is like, I don't know, four in the morning, and he was ready to dag him bed down. So what happened there? Well, we just, I mean, we kept going, We and, you know, kind of worked our way down that trail. We saw big Copperhead on Copperhead Road. Yeah. Uh, That's and not then, a live one? Yeah. 
we and we turn up onto the trail and uh into the wormhole yep because it still climbs Oh yeah, you, don't reach, you well, don't reach the top of that climb until you get to the top of John's Mountain. Yeah. Well, I told Blake out there on the course that he was going to forget all of that section, and you're skipping some cr- critical points. Oh. Do you well, remember what you told me? Well, we, yeah, but we turned onto the trail, and that's yeah. where it all began. And <laughs> and I, oh, it you began know, before that, but Chili doesn't I know. Got, I got to pee while Chili tells this. Tell it, Chili. <laughs> well, no, say what you were saying, Blake. Well, I was going to say. Chili doesn't know my tricks about how I will ask my pacers and fellow runners, you know, hey, bud, I need to stop for a minute. <laughs> and because uh, on Iron Mountain, I used to, I did that to Chad, and and he'd be like, uh-uh, no, man, you can't stop, uh-uh. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I told him I, one time on Iron Mountain, I said, look, man, I got to tie my shoe. And he's like, all right. And, but I had bungee laces. <laughs> and I just bent over and act like I was doing something with my shoe. And he was like, man, you don't even have shoelaces. What are you doing? And I was like, ah, I just had to kind of tighten it up a little bit. And so the chili doesn't know about those tricks. And Well, I uh, mean, I knew what you were doing. He knew the first, what was going on. The first time you said you were going to stop, you just did it without asking me. And then I looked back and you were stopped there. And I said, what's wrong, man? And you just didn't answer me. So I was like, I was like well, okay. I was well, like, we got to move, man. You said, what do you think about sitting down? <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I pulled a good trick on him, and I thought, you know, I bet Chili would let me stop if I said I was going to eat something. And so I pulled out of jail, and I and I knew I wasn't going to eat much of it. But I, you know, I, I said, look, I'm going to sit down for a minute, Chili, and I'm going to try. I can eat better if I sit down. And he said, what? I said, yeah, and I just did it anyways. Till I wasn't waiting on him to tell me nothing. I just sat down and <clears throat> I just held that gel up to my mouth and act like I was eating out of it. <laughs> and and uh, I might have got a little bit out. And I said, no, nope, that ain't working good. And he said, well, look, we got to go. So we got up and went on. And He oh, ain't going to let you stop. He, thank you for that order, by the way. Uh, he ain't going to let you stop. That sucker drugged me all the way across the state of Arizona. All wouldn't I'm, let me stop for nothing. <laughs> well, he did the same to me. All yeah. I remember, and I'm going to let Chili tell it after I say this, because he'll remember a lot more. All I remember is just faintly seeing the trail, and I could just, everything was a blur. I could just faintly see the trail, and I, and I remember just putting my feet, I'd just see them pushing out in front of me, and I thought, man, I hope I don't trip over something, because I'm just throwing my foot out there and stiffening my leg. And then I'd do the next one. And we just did that up until we got to the gravel road. But I'm sure he's got what, a lot more to say. You couldn't see because you were tired? Like sleepy? I might have fell asleep. He did. And <laughs> and what he started asking me was, what do you think about sitting down? And I remember I paused for a second. I was like, what well, do let you me think about that? Like, what do I think about it? I think you don't need to. And then he was like, and then I kind of made a joke with him that he did not think was funny. I was like, well, if you're going to sit down, we might as well just take an hour nap. And he, he looked at me like, don't you freaking tease me with that? Because <laughs> he knew I wouldn't let him do it, but I was just joking. And he looked mad. I was like, well, we can sleep. We'll sleep for, a, we'll get into this meadow right here and just sleep for an hour. And he was just like, what? <laughs> and then uh then he started really pressing the sit down thing that's where he did his trick with the gel and everything <laughs> and i started making him move and that kind of made him mad so as we walked it wasn't but 30 seconds after we got going after he sat down for a second he, he was 
He goes, I think he'll deny saying this, but I remember it plain as day. He looked at me and he said, I was trying to sit down back there to die, Chili. <laughs> Have you not ever seen somebody lay down to die? I was trying to lay down and die, well, Chili. you were feeling rough, aren't you? <laughs> and you wouldn't let me. Yeah, I don't remember saying that, but well, I, he sure I did. don't remember much. <laughs> I thought he would forget this whole section. He looked at me and he was like, I was trying to lay down and die, Chili. I was trying to bed down and die. He was like, you don't you don't stop a man from laying down and die. Darn, son, you was hard up right there, was, huh? I mean, yeah, that's that's the tiredest I've ever been. I, I mean, I guess, you know, your body will do whatever you tell it to do, and I just kept on moving, but truly, I don't remember much, and I... I just remember everything just being a real blur. And then Brogan, mm-hmm. Brogan come up behind me. He snuck right up behind me. And uh, I don't know how he caught me. I was moving so fast. And uh, <laughs> he startled me. And I like to fell over on him. <laughs> oh, I, gosh. You yeah, dude. You whipped around. And I, how did you catch yourself? I mean, you fell. But you. Agile. <laughs> yeah. Dang, man. He, t- he whipped around real fast and started stumbling down that dang about fell off the side of the mountain. And I don't know how he caught himself, but he was, I think you were in like a trance then, you know? Yeah. I mean. But that kind of woke me up out of my slumber, him startling me like that. And um, and that was right before sunrise. Yep. We And then we popped out on the gravel road there and, and it was getting daylight. And uh, you remember that dang sun? It was one of the craziest skies I've ever seen. I've never seen the sun. I mean, it was like, it like fire red, like oh yeah, I saw orange that. red, like <coughs> I saw that. But sun. I was almost about to finish when I saw it. <laughs> Dang, y'all were way back there at sunrise. Yeah, we holy was crap, on John's Mountain, man. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he was right near the condition that I was in when me and you took our death march through Prescott at sunrise, Chili. Yeah, you fell asleep walking, and he, Blake, pretty much dead. I mean, you really dead, because I heard you scrape the ground. You went, <laughs> and uh, I was like, there he went. But Blake pretty much held it together for the most part, but he he was that sleepy, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, right before the it is same exact time of day. That's when yep. that's going to happen, right before the sun comes up, it gets real cold. Yeah. You just, the rhythm of everything, you just, you know, really sleepy but then what's funny is once the sun comes up light is gonna wake you up i mean it does just kind of but the hormones start changing you know and your Mm -hmm. brain chemicals it wakes you up but even if you're really you're still tired but or sleepy or whatever but so it sounds like the wormhole lived up to its nickname yeah both ways man going out and coming back that was probably my worst section dang (laughs) How'd you like that little jaunt up the gravel road to the summit there? I mean, the whole, I, oh, I love the uphills. The whole time I could climb. Yep. I mean, all time. the way up to the very end, I could climb. Wasn't no big deal. So you got up there, did you, did you, had you come back alive by the time you got up there? Yeah, I, th- I got some food. That was a high leaving the Johns Mountain Aid Station. Yeah. Mm. For sure. They had some good bagel stuff and it was just warm food and I kind of milked it as we. Yeah. As we moved on. (laughs) I ate some egg and bagel stuff up there, and it made me crap. We were going down John's Mountain. I peeled off the trail, and some fella caught me with my pants down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he sure did. Did you have your whisper and I facing him? 
<laughs> I just quickly wrapped things up and was like, how's it going, man? And I took I, a bunch of craps in Dry Creek. Did you? I took three okay, craps. Oh, I remember that. Let's not get sidetracked on our craps. Um, so you... It, hey, it, man. You're telling the story. Your crap is what let Justin Hamilton pass you. So coming down off of John's Mountain... You that by this point, are you to this point now that you can't go downhill like you was? It started hurting then. You remember me going off down them steps? Mm-hmm. That was kind of a high leaving John's Mountain like he had gotten back to life, you know, coming out of that sleeping spell. But then that is, if that had been more up and flat, you know, we could have started moving there. But it, you know, it's down and bad down. And we, yeah. and then, yeah, I mean, that's where it started moving really slow, like. Just that, I mean, that, that section on the back, that side of John's mountain is rough as a cob, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a rough downhill. Rough as a tick. I was coming, <laughs> I was coming down that hill in the middle of the night and I see a headlamp way down below me and this guy starts screaming and hollering and yelling and I just keep running cause I knew, I, I knew where he was at. I knew I was going to wrap around down there to him. And I got down there to him, and here's a here's this feller that had been going back and forth with me all he's a, day. He's a racer. He's a racer. He's standing in the trail, and he's lost. He's like, "Where's the trail?" Well, that's Where's, weird. I'm lost. I'm like, "How, dude? You're you're on the trail," and um, he can't figure it out. And then he starts saying, "His headlamp's dying." And I'm like, well, dude, you don't have a spare battery or a spare headlamp? No. Is this the guy that ended up quitting? No, uh-uh. Okay. No, this is the little guy. Okay. The, the little kind of skinny looking guy. But, uh, yeah, he, he's standing in the trail, lost, with, he claims his headlamp's dying, but it's still working. Yeah. Maybe it was just on the dim setting and all. And I'm like, this is the perfect example of people who want to come who are good at running and think that it's a good idea to come and do a hundred mile mountain ultra trail race. If you are just good at running, you are not good enough to come and do a mountain trail race. You got to have some daggone skills about you in the woods. You got to have at least a little bit of sense of how to like, follow a trail even when it gets a little tricky like you got to have a little bit of sense about you to know that when you're running through the night if your headlamp dies you are screwed and so therefore maybe you should keep some extra batteries or maybe even an extra headlamp because it's the most essential piece of gear that you have while you're running through the night but so many people that want to run these races have no concept of Backcountry skills. Well, or, I thought about that as the we'll get later the rain kicking in, but I, you're talking yeah. about it now. I thought about how many people out there. I think I even said something to you. I wonder how many people out here didn't bring a rain jacket or you know whatever and yeah, so get he, in a bad way. He run he ran down into the pocket with me and uh, behind me, and then I never saw him again. I told him I said, "You better hope these jokers down here at this aid station got some batteries you can use." Yeah, or you're gonna sit right here and wait till the sun rises. <laughs> yep. So that was funny. He was panicked. He was panicked. That's another problem. Yeah, he was le- legitimately panicked. Hmm. 
So that was that was pretty wild. So you could, you finally make it down that and get down into the pocket. Yeah. Um, not nothing big there. We get what we need. Mm-hmm. Get out. We do a little bit of running right there. Not much, but <laughs> we we kinda. ran ran a little bit, or you know, kind of kind of whatever you want to call it, and shuffled. That that was about the probably the last little run we hit right there. Yep. And uh, at that point, I was just like, nah, we just ain't gonna be able to get much much more running in because so, of my knee. So you. Thank you for that order, by the way. Um, so you've been just re- by when you get past the pocket. Do you get past Pilcher's Pond? It, uh, still able to run a little bit? I don't. I don't remember if we was running. No, really, that gravel road. Okay, he was still in a pretty good way, but we, um, we, I mean, we just really about the fastest thing we could do was, you know, just power hike. So. We probably went faster uphill than we did on the flats oh, yeah. and downhills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so your knee just got real stove up? Yeah, I mean, it still hurts today. It's still hot, swollen. I don't know what's wrong with it, but... Dang. Yeah. it's Both of them got to hurting, but one of them was just like, well, your knee's just going to hurt. You need we, to hit that cold plunge, man. Yeah, I've been icing it, but yeah. the cold plunge can make you too cold. <laughs> yeah, that's get that problem. cold. You need to get that cold <laughs> plunge, man. But yeah, it, it, uh, I don't know what's wrong with it, but I think some of it's my IT band, and I don't know what the rest of it is, but it's getting a little bit better every day. But yeah, I mean, it just got to the point where it was just too painful to run. And you yeah. still got a long ways left to go. Oh, yeah. Son. Yeah, from there, uh, 25 miles, 24 miles or something. Yeah, yeah. hard terrain, long ways left to go. Yeah. So I want to hear about how you dealt with that. Covering that that amount of ground and not being able to run, I mean, that had to be frustrating. I'll tell you how I dealt with it. I laid in the back of this suburban, took a nap, got up, ate a little food, took me another nap, chatted with people, sat in a chair for a while, then eventually made my way down to the top of uh, Mount Baker. And waited a little bit longer there? Well, yeah, a couple more hours, as a matter of fact, so... Yeah. Um, that's how I dealt with it. Well, I'm not going to deny the fact. But stayed got- nice and dry. Uh, stayed out of the. I made sure I stayed out of the rain during that time. I think I'm missing something. Um, what are you talking about? He's talking about how he dealt with waiting on me to. Finish. Ah, yeah. I was just telling how I dealt with that ah, time. This ah. this amount of time. Hey, I'm with you now. We're talking about here. Okay. Um, how'd you deal with that time? Well, I just did what I could. I mean, at that, I had just settled into the same thing I'd said at Dry Creek was, well, you know, I think, again, knowing the course allowed me to, like, all right, I know kind of what we're going to cover moving through here. I know, all right, I remember this in my training runs. This is about how much further we got left. And so I just kept. What was like, the hardest part of that stretch? Uh, coming out at the cell towers. And then you've got like Ain't that. Oh, you're talking about after you come out, after you pop out. Yeah, because that oh, downhill Lord. is, I mean, it's I hate The, the hardest part of that section to me is the section across the ridge well, if trying I to pop out to the cell tower. If I could have ran, that probably would have been it. But That stinking thing takes forever. I yeah. hate that section. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, that the actual... That section is not very many miles. 
I know. I don't know why it takes like when so. you turn down and then go up to the towers or whatever. That's not that long. Uh, it just it's just like eight miles or something. Oh, I mean, from Stover to yeah, from Stover. But I mean, like even yeah, it's it's well, that's the part I'm talking about. Basically, once you all pass that, Stover and, yeah. and then take that left on that single trail, yeah. yeah, going out through there, man. That that dag gone. I tell you what it is. Even if you feel good, you just can't do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 can run a few, you know, few good strides, and then you're just you're hitting the the worst daggone rocks you ever seen in your daggone yeah. life, and you just can't do nothing with it, and it just takes forever. Well, we but you we just got, worked through that, huh? Well, we got to Snake Creek, and we had been fighting off the rain the whole time, and I so, got worried about y'all because it got it got chilly out. I was like, dang, I hope them jokers were prepared for this because I heard Chili at one point was standing out in the middle of the rain just soaking wet. <laughs> well, he was. He kept telling me, ah, oh, it ain't going to rain. You don't need your rain jacket. And <laughs> Son, at, it started raining. At the pocket, I said, well, just go ahead and give me my rain jacket anyways because yeah. Chili, if he needed to get warm, he could run. But I thought, if I if I get cold, I just can't warm up. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't run. So... Uh, so I said, just go ahead and give it to me. And we was maybe less than a quarter mile from Snake Creek, and it just dumped. And and I said, Chili, this one feels a little bit different than them other ones. I believe this one's here to stay with us for a minute. And he said, Yeah, might be. And uh, but we were so we were right at Snake Creek, and mm-hmm. so we get in there, and I got cold sitting in Snake Creek. Mm-hmm. We weren't there long, but you know, you stop for any amount of time, and you start to get cold. So I sat there. We did what we needed to do, and Chili got changed out, got his rain jacket, and then you got that long climb out of Snake Creek. So I was able, with that big jacket on, you know, I was able to build up body heat on that climb. That's a good rain jacket. Yeah, it is. It's great, and and it kept it. It kept. If I would have had that old cheap, uh, OR helium running, That's them running junk. rain jackets suck. It's they're terrible. It's like to walk to the mailbox with when it's coming a little spritz. Yeah, you know. Sp- <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're just absolutely terrible. But that you know you got to have a good a good jacket, and that one did good. I stayed warm. A couple times I got too hot, and I would take it off, and then um, I would get a little bit cool. But you can, it's just you know if you know how to work a rain jacket and vent it and close it up, and you keep fooling with all that, you can manage your temperature fine. Uh, but tons of people come, which they were running, so maybe they weren't cold, but. Uh, Tons of people came by us without any. I don't even remember if hardly any of them had a rain jacket. Well, this but. was thirty-five and fifty milers too. Well, that's true. Yeah. So they weren't. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different deal, but yeah. I mean, that's that's when that all started happening, and we had. To, I mean, that just gets frustrating having to move over. Yeah. You know that often, but part of the reason they didn't have one too is because they were they had just started and mm-hmm. they weren't running very long. But oh, well, I mean, it's a long time, but not like. It's a different deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't, you know, from that point, we had the big rain. We just kept moving. And uh, I, I a few times I was just frustrated because I I did want to run. I felt like, you know, I, one, I want this to be over with. Two, I feel good enough to run everything except my knee. And I would, Chili didn't probably never see me, but I'd try to run and I'd just say, ah, no, mm-mm. Mm. I, you know, I'd, I'd try a couple more times, but uh, the downhills are just what got me. And then we, you know, worked that whole way out. I kind of started seeing some, you know, nothing crazy, but like I 
thought I seen a tent in the woods and it was just some sticks and one of them white rocks. I thought there was a hyperlight bag sitting in the middle of the trail mm-hmm. and it was just a rock. And I swore that, that I saw the, um, the towers, like the clearing, mm-hmm. the towers. And I was like, mm-hmm. I even told Chili, I said, oh, finally, there it is. And, and we still had like another mile to go or something. And uh, so, you know, we kind of get through all that. We come out on the gravel road and... That was the section I was dreading because it's just steep, long downhill all the way, all the way to the finish until, you know, except Mount Baker there at the end. But once you come out at the cell towers, all downhill. And um, so we got through that. And right when we come out on the pavement in that little residential area is when I started to, you know, I was beyond tired. It's not like, oh, I'm really tired. I want to sleep. Like I, I told Chili, I was You're like zombie walking. I don't even really feel like I'm here. Like I was, I was aware enough to know that I felt that way, but I was like, I just don't even really feel like I'm here right now. I almost felt like my body was doing this and I was existing outside of it. It was just <laughs> weird feeling, you know. I mean, I guess the closest thing you could say is that it felt like a dream. Uh, you know, it felt like. I kind of, you know, how you're almost awake, but you know you're dreaming, and it was just strange feeling. I never. That's about felt like right. That. Uh, right around that thirty hour mark. Yeah. That's when you can start really getting jacked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Well, he had been wise. awake for thirty six. Yeah, that's true. Roughly, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we get you know all of we get all of that done, just walking one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and. We get to Mount Baker and see y'all, and that's kind of the last little push up, up to that point. Yeah, you did good coming up Mount Baker. Well, I could climb, I mean, the whole time. So, I yeah. was I was glad to see Mount Baker. I was I hated to see all that downhill. Mm-hmm. But, um, and you brought it on in. Uh, who was this red-headed kid that was running by you? I don't nobody know. figure out who this was. <laughs> I told Cat, I said, he was, he's like, he'll just forever be known in all of my pictures. And, <laughs> uh, is he that Nathan guy's son or not? You know that, I don't, I don't know that Nathan guy. I but have no idea. He I, was at the Powerline aid station, you remember? He was? Yeah, that red-headed kid was there. It might be. And Nathan was there, and Nathan was like, Jeff told me a lot about you, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of good things. And then mm-hmm. that he was like, go, and that kid was like, I'm going to run with him. I'm going to run with him. And, oh, geez. and then somebody was like, no, 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 get back here. And I assumed it was the, the Nathan guy telling him that. And uh, <laughs> That but, guy was fired up. That when little you red-headed finished, kid was fired up. He came up, flying son. out of the finish line to meet you. Was I he not that way for everybody? No. No, so he, he was after you. That's why I think. <laughs> that's why I think maybe because if Jeff was talking to Nathan and whatever he said, maybe that kid was there with him, and he had heard. I don't and, know. Well, whoever let that kid do that ticks me off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not me, man. That kid was fired yeah, up. Yeah, I don't care. I, if that was Nathan's kid, I love Nathan. I, I love him. He's a great guy. But somebody got to stop a kid from doing that. Why? That's ridiculous. He was excited. Nah, I liked it, man. What, what's the problem with it, Chili? You don't let somebody photo? else's kid get in the way of a runner. That 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 burns me up. Brooke, Brooke's <laughs> got a picture of when Blake crosses the finish line, and this and this boy is standing like off to the side, and he's doing this. 
No, he was going like this. <laughs> oh, like this. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, this joker was all about it, son. Yeah. I, no, mean, I, I mean, he's care. coming across the finish line with Blake just yelling at him. I mean, everybody's probably he's, like, that, that kid doesn't look like Blake's other kids. <laughs> I mean, look. He looks that, different. That little fella, it ain't his fault. He's just a kid. But I thought it was epic. He got off by himself and somebody let him do that. And that ain't. Look, not, ain't nobody going to control gingers. We all know this. <laughs> well, I was glad he was that excited, you know. If, it's, if oh, he's that yeah. fired up and happy about it, then come on. He what? was like, he kept saying, come on, you can go you can go faster than this. And I said, Bubba, this is all I got, man. <laughs> you know, this is it. Well, how did, how did it feel to finish? I was glad it was over with. I told Chili right there at the end, I said, is this thing... Is this thing really ending, Chili? Is this, is this actually happening or what? I don't know. Am I somewhere I think I'm not because it don't ever feel like it was going to finish. And, uh, yeah, it felt good to to be done, to know it's it's over with and, you know, all of the uh, doubts that I'd had in the beginning about my, you know, breathing and all that congestion and crap and to know that that probably affected it but didn't, you know, didn't hinder me. Uh, it felt good and... You know, my initial goal I wanted to do I wanted to do it in twenty four hours or less and but, you know, the grand goal was just finishing and um so, you know, that went out the window, but that's fine. Um I'm not you know, I'm not just enthused with how long it took me to do it, but it I mean, it just whatever, you know. I I'm glad it was I got, that hard for you. I I'd got down pissed. <laughs> I thought you were gonna the way you were training and running, and when I'd come run with you, and you you were running so well, I was like, oh man, this joker's just gonna pull a chili and just blow through this thing. But I was boy, I was glad to see you. Sh- well, I was too. I mean, grinding I, it out. If uh, you know, it, it wasn't uh, wasn't pretty, wasn't fast, but I think it was just what I needed. You know, that's what I showed up there to do was to to challenge myself push myself and um so you know just by being out there longer it just made me be even more patient and just even further and deeper commit to those simple things i knew would get me there and you know had i been able to run i would have got a harder physical challenge i would have got a better time um but you know it's like i didn't go out there to try to win it i didn't go out there for anybody you know to compete with anybody i was just out there for myself it was just an event for me to challenge myself so that i could be better for the other people in my life and so i i mean honestly i think being out there longer gave me more opportunity for that than it did had i went out there and blistered it because oh yeah 100 percent. if i would have went out there and, and ran faster it i would have i would say that it would have been just as hard it would just been in a different way you know like you would have felt pretty good you know but but you you wouldn't really have had to grind as much Mm -hmm. or had to dig as deep um you know you probably had more just thing more different things to manage along the way rather than just slogging it out Mm -hmm. you know so i mean that it it is it turned out how it needed to turn out to me i don't you know, I don't care. There's lots of people that run it faster. There's lots of people that do 100 milers better than that. and Lots of people and that run it more. slower, too. Yeah, but I do think uh, that was probably the best race that I've done uh, as far as managing myself 
uh, managing my stomach. You know, I had a couple times where it kind of flared up, but not debilitating like it was at Iron Mountain or when I did the the 50 miler out there. It wasn't as bad as that. So this was, I felt like I managed the eating part really well, figuring it out in training. I think I managed uh, coming in and out of the aid stations fast. I don't think I ever stayed there too long. Maybe in Dry Creek, I, you know, there might have been a couple times I was there five minutes longer than I should have. But, you know, I could I could do better at that. But I think a lot of things went, went really good. And um, if I do another one, then I think that, uh, you know, if I got more time to train and just build the – durability in my bones and joints and tendons and all of that stuff then I can then I can give a lot more but you know that just that one that one knee it's like you get one problem then it just shuts you down and you know another thing too is that you want to there was times where I knew I needed to do something like maybe I needed to adjust my shoe or change my socks or do this, but you get so far deep, like, and it's pouring down rain, you're cold, and you're like, you know, I don't, I know I need to change my sock, or I know I need to tighten my shoe, or, but but I just don't want to, because I'm just tired of this, it's cold, I don't want to move, I don't, but you just do it anyways, and so, you know, I think there were times that I didn't do what I knew I should have done, but there were many times where I thought, no, you just need to go ahead and do it, because you're not going to be able to finish very well, you know, you're going to finish worse if you don't go ahead and do those things Or you now. might not finish at all. Yeah, or you may not finish at all. And so I, I ended up getting some, I mean, terrible trench foot, man. I remember telling Chili, like, felt like I was stepping on needles. I don't know. I, I literally thought when I pulled my sock off that my sole of my foot would be split. I was like, because I, I could step and I could feel something separate. Ew. And I don't know if maybe... It, it may take a while but in in peel but maybe the outer skin separated from kind of that inner piece and i could just kind of feel that like a blister but but there was no fluid in it i don't know why it got that way if they were so saturated with water or what but um so i probably should have changed my socks yeah, i mean it was pouring down rain i couldn't have but i probably should have brought some dry socks so that when it stopped raining i could have changed but i didn't have the forethought to do that so I, I know somebody else has some foot problems one time too. Um, do you do you got do you have any okay. introspective questions, Boo Boo? I'm scared to ask anything because no. you'll, you'll look at me all mean and then no, interrupt me and change the subject. No, not at all, sweet B. Um, no, I mean, I, you answered a lot of questions I had just in telling the story. I, I do want to know about um, if we're going there, like how do you feel mentally? I'm especially interested in mentally post race, like a couple of days after, but also physically. Yeah. Uh, well, the next day, I'm, as far as like um, awareness and things like that, I think every clarity and everything kind of came back. I pretty much forgot everything that was going on before the race like luckily i keep a running note of stuff i need to do on my phone but lots of you know just emails and things i needed to follow up on that i was just going to do after the race i I looked at my notes and i was like now what's oh yeah i I remember like i just totally forgot if i would have had to go take care of it i didn't remember it and so um i didn't really care about much that next day i remember just being like real uh I was like real loving toward Caitlin and, you know, uh, 
not that I'm not all, you know, she deserves it. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, that's just kind of where I was at and, uh, you know, I kind of just get back to regular old life, but I'm, I'm not, I didn't go through like a depressing stage or down. You weren't mean to everybody. Mm -mm, No, not really. I was felt fine. Um, it's just him. And Blakely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Blakely can get that way. What uh, Blake, I but, thought it was funny when you kept coming in Dry Creek, you kept saying, Now Caitlin, you need to sleep. Yeah. Now may y'all make sure. He was so worried about Kat getting sleep. And I'm like, Kat just raised Jojo. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I remember she, thinking about that. But you kept saying that every time you would she come did in. A, she did a jam up job. Well, at least I thought. She mm-hmm. did. When I came in, she had a lot of stuff, you know, everything ready and set out. She already had the car running. Wasn't overbearing. You know, sometimes people can be overbearing. Like, what do you need? You want this? You want that? Yeah. You want... She was, you know... Um, so the crew did really well. Um, everybody that showed up. And, you know, that's another thing that I guess I'll say is that the times where I was like, oh, this just sucks. Honestly, if I was doing it for some personal reason, I mean, I don't... I don't know. I don't like to think of myself as a quitter, but if I was doing it just for myself, like, hey, I want to do this so I can say I did it, I, I don't think I would have finished it. But to since, like, everybody that showed up there for me and, uh, you know, the training leading up to it, everybody that was a part of that and Kat, you know, being here by herself with the kids and all of that was like, man, you can't let those people down. They all put in all this extra time, inconvenienced themselves, showed up out here. They're staying up all night, all this stuff just for you. And I, I just was like, you got you got to do everything you can do. But if I was out there by myself and it was just like, I, want, I think I want to run 100 miles, there's not enough reason for me to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I would just be like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. This is stupid. Why even do so? You know, for the for the people that I don't know that I meet one day that maybe I can help more because now I did this race, and the people that put in the work so that it was possible, it's just like that. I mean, you got to do everything you can do, or what is a slap in the face to those people that did this? Just like, well, screw you, man. I I know you did a lot for this, but this is getting hard, and I'm I'm over it. Mm-hmm. How could you do that? You know? Yeah. I agree with you. Um, well, I was I stopped at Mr. C's yesterday and met a fan, came up to me and said, Oh, I was just listening to your podcast. Uh did y'all run a race? And I said, Yeah, we ran the this race and I said, Blake ran it and it was his first hundred miler and the guy said, Um, oh, well, y'all going to get him into the, into some of them long runs? And I thought, well, he just ran a hundred miles. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we'll get him into some of those long runs, too. Cat <laughs> uh, went to the dump for me, and uh, she was talking to that man, and she said, yeah, I just, I'm coming out here because, you know, I don't usually bring the trash, but my husband's a little bit under the weather, and... <clears throat> She said he just did a hundred mile run, and uh, his tone. She said something about my toenails to him, and that guy said, "Oh, is that what he does for a living?" And he said, "She said no." And he said, "Well, you know, people do that them long drives carrying them cars and stuff." And 
he thought that I had done a hundred mile like run like run this 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 oh, load yeah. from here to there and <laughs> messed up your toes. And she said no. He like actually ran it and he said oh that makes sense why his toenails. He said I couldn't figure out why his toenails would have been bad <laughs> shape from a hundred mile drive. <laughs> well, now that you got this, you kind of do do it for a living. Oh yeah. Now that Part you got this hundred, now that you got this hundred miler under your belt, you're gonna get into some long runs now. I thought about it. Um, that was re- you know that was really a training run for Precursor. one of them long ones. Yeah. yeah, that was on my training plan. You know, that last week was supposed to have been a hundred miles. So well, everybody yeah. wants to know. Everybody does want to know. Um, do you think you'll run another hundred miler? Yeah, I mean I. I think I will one day. I'm I'm not going to do it like in a few months, <laughs> but I might do the Georgia Jewel again. I mean, I would like to do better. The only thing that bothers me is I think I don't think I left anything on the table for that day. I mean, I I really do think people can say, "Oh, you're making an excuse," or "Oh, you know, everybody's got knee pain. You could have just ran." But like, no, I messed something up in my knee. It, it it's not. I don't think I'm going to need surgery, but. I I couldn't run. It was just terrible pain. But I think that um, everything else was in good enough shape that I could have done a lot better, ex- except for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, next year I may run it again and and try and see like you know have my fitness up, have everything up, and see if my durability has built up enough for me to you know push my cardiovascular system mm-hmm. uh, above what I did this last time because that's just a long. I mean. So there's there is some hope then yeah, that, you, that yeah. you'll run another one because a lot of people are saying you know this might be one of them things for Blake that's a one and done man but there's uh, a lot of people he heard one person uh, say that <laughs> <laughs> you know that's head, head, like I, I mean it's just I mean people were thinking about the Rob course and you know that type of stuff and they were like this this might be one one and done for baby blake and i said well i don't know i'll have to ask him but yeah. it sounds sounds like you you liked it enough you got a lot out of it yeah um and you grew from it and you want to go back and try to do better sometime yeah i think i think That's i may good, man. may try another one you know i tend to do about one kind of run a longer run a year um but you know, next time, I I like to do them. It, this was the first race I'd done that was just about me. Like, I was just there by myself. And uh, anything else has been either done, you know, like me and you did that race. Me and Paul did one. Mm-hmm. Me and Kat did one. Um, so, a bunch of them have been with other people, and I like to do that. So, I like to help other people go do something. So, now that I've done this, I don't think I'm in, you know, I don't. Maybe I need to do another one by myself before I try to help someone else do it because I'd get to feeling pretty bad. But um, so you know that might be another thing that I would want to do is go do one with with somebody else. But well, the next one you do, the knows? next hundred miler you do, it'll be a totally different experience yeah. than your first one. At least it was for me, for sure. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. <sighs> well, I got super chats, so it doesn't have to be right now. Just don't shut her down well that's a, i mean that's i just wanted blake to tell us the story of his race because yeah, that's pretty cool yeah I, I didn't get to be around to see it all happen and and uh yeah thanks for sharing all that with us blake you did well, good man thanks yeah you did it was, good it's no joke you can't you don't you cannot minimize no matter how 
and running a hundred miles is not mainstream. It's mainstream compared to what it was twenty years ago. Yeah. But um, you don't ever. First of all, you sh- you should consider running a hundred miles for the reasons Blake talked about because you're going to get a lot of growth and do a lot of introspection and learn a lot of new things through the process of it. But I think a lot of people, especially that hang out around groups of runners or maybe listen to running podcasts or whatever, they start to kind of, in their mind, normalize running 100 miles. Like, oh, I can do that. And yes, you can do it. But do not take it lightly. Well, they think just... Oh, I know so-and-so, and and he did 100 miles. Yeah. I know I can do 100 miles. You can do it, but let me tell you. (laughs) You think so? Who are you talking to? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do not not get lulled into the place where you think, like Blake just said, oh, everybody else is doing it. First of all, everybody else ain't doing it. Uh, Maybe just the people you're listening to are doing it. And if if you go into these things... Even no matter how many times you run 100 miles, even somebody like me who's run hundreds of miles hundreds of times. Thank you for that order, by the way. Um, (laughs) Somebody like me, it's like I'm not going to ever even go into 100 mile or taking it lightly because that joker will come up and bite you, son. It ain't no joke. Oh, you were on the struggle bus almost all night. It ain't no joke. Well, I remember remember when I was doing that race thinking – about you at Coconut, and I thought, I know now why Chad was feeling the way he did. Like, you know, here it's just, you know, we're getting maybe close to the end, 70 or 80 miles, and I think, son, at Coconut, he did 250, and that just, I just say that because nobody can, uh, can appreciate how that feels or what that distance is like. I mean, I can't appreciate what 250 is like, but Neither can chilling. I can uh, I can more so now than I could beforehand running fifty, and then you know so you go do that stuff and you get a whole new respect for what people are out there doing when you when you actually go for it. Yeah, yourself and you you want to get you want to run a hundred miler. Let me tell you what you need to do first. Go run a two hundred and fifty miler. All right, go run a two hundred and fifty, <laughs> and then go run your hundred miler, and you're gonna do better at your 100 miler cat mm. told me the other day she thinks everybody should work backwards from on there she said that's yep. what you should do just you go should. knock 250, the 250 out 100 work your way <laughs> go down. knock that out and you're gonna you're gonna be golden at your 100 all right <laughs> all right well we got anything from the chat boo boo yeah we got two super chats we got a $75 one from Jeez. Man, wow. He's done before I think he's given before Manfred Kompf K O N P H. Thank you Manfred. He said, "We enjoy your project and everything you do. I had to ship my merchandise to my father in Florida because Chili canceled international shipping." Womp womp. Get over it. Chili. <laughs> What? I mean, thank you, Manfred, but I mean, Lord, dude, we, we've had 18 million problems with it. Manfred, Chili's really stressed out right now. Uh, we, well, I don't know how many orders we had come in during this show, but it was a bunch. Now, so, look, people get real touchy when I crap on the international shipping. Look, man, there's, you know, there's a bunch of people in England that want, that I know, want some shirts. I know. Man. There's problems with it. We're going to have to figure something out, but it just slap don't work. We're going to have to change systems or something. 
look, man, for, <laughs> I care about you. I like you. But I'm just here to tell you, Manford, you're going to have to get over it. Manford, we love you and we need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 75 bucks, man. That's awful yeah. generous. We, yeah, for we real. We really appreciate that. Um, uh, the second super chat was Mark Porter. He gave oh, 20 Mark. bucks. We know Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I recognized the name, but his picture's really tiny. He's, he was on the rock course, rock course with his daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Mark. Yeah. Um, good job, guys. Hope to see y'all soon. Thank you, Mark. We yep. appreciate that, man. Anything from the comments, boo-boo? Um, Questions talking Blake? about? No. A bunch of people are asking about the Proving Grounds, and y'all already said in the beginning they just missed it. It's full, right? Yeah, Proving Grounds proving is full. Proving Grounds is full, guys. Yep. They just weren't listening. You ever heard that old saying, crap or get off the pot? <laughs> or the early bird gets the worm? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't. There's a, a no real good questions. No themes. Well, that'll make them mad. That's what Blake does. He says there's no questions, and they go, "There's a bunch of questions." Yeah, but they're that's like, what Blake what, told me. How big? They how, get mad at him. How high is your toilet off the ground? And, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I don't Here's, have to watch so, the chat. So is Chili a seal? How old is Chili? Uh, we ain't doing that bull crap. Talking about y'all don't need to know nothing about Chili, man. All um, right. A lot of people said they like what Blake's saying about doing this race for other people. Like, his why is really cool. That was a big theme. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were saying, I really like that. Blake's a servant. Blake is very self, Blake's, selfless. Yeah, Blake's yeah. a servant. Chili's actually a servant. Um, I, on the other... Unfortunately not. I, on the other hand, I'm just the old bull. Yeah, so. Chili, me and Chad were talking about on the way home how if it's possible for him to be kind when he's, like, competing in a race... Like, he doesn't have to be, like, smooshy nice. Why, a, why would he be kind? He's, Chad, it's, I mean, really, he's just truly, this might sound corny, but he is just, like, a, a warrior at heart. He wants to have somebody to struggle against, to strive against. He, when when he's in a competitive area, he wants, <laughs> what? Look at him. He I'm wants freaking... to be mean and play mind, you know, you call oh, it yeah. me, be mean, but play mind games. What and, are you? Hey, look, hold on. Let me tell y'all something. The last three days, all I've heard is how his his lineage is from warriors, which he has no basis for. No, he really doesn't. And, Vi Vikings specifically. And my lineage is potato farmers. And that's all he's been talking about. That's is, why she's good at growing stuff. Well, Irish. look, a warrior needs potatoes, right? I mean, yeah. you got to have them carbs. I'm just saying, I think that there's a way to race. Like, I think some of the really popular runners, like, I don't see Courtney DeWalter ripping stuff out of people's hands or telling them you're about to get fired or yelling at them. Well, like, do you also, do you see her being nice? I don't ever see her race. I've never been around her. I, I mean, I see a lot she of. She may get slapped mean. People take a lot of videos of her everywhere she goes. Yeah. People are taking videos and pictures. She has a bunch of documentaries, and she just a lot of the big time like competitive ultra runners seem really kind to their team. And I'm just wondering. Well, they got low testosterone. Is, is that part of, like, is he excused? Is my question he's to you being, guys. The crew part, he's being funny. Is no, what it, yes, he is. No, he's, not. he's being, that's his way of being funny. He thinks that's funny. And then, you know, the way he talks to other competitors is he's trying to get in their head. Well, I don't mind that. I, I tell you, I told you what I told Justin on the start line. I was standing next to Justin. I looked over at him. I said, 
Justin, what are you doing up here, man? You think you're actually going to beat me? <laughs> I thought he was going to spank me. I was trying to fire him up, son. I was trying to fire him up. Uh, well, yeah, there's just really no sense in formality when you're when you're in in the in the mix of what? You know, How is formality a word for civility? Not being a butthole. There, there, there's no there, there's there's no room for civility. Okay, there just isn't. Like like all of these words that we've come up with in civil society, like thank you, please, uh, will you please? Um, <laughs> that's a lot. Thank of you, words. sir. May I have yeah, another? Like all, all this. <laughs> that, that's all just wasted breath, man. Like when when you're in the thick of it, you just look over at somebody and say, "Give me that avocado <laughs> toast, boy." Give, give me, give me what this. All right. You, uh, th- I told Chili a couple times I might slap him out there. He did tell me that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I forgot about that. That's yeah. good. Chili is a dangerous patient. He told right? me he's got a dangerous job, man. He told me. Ah, you don't need your rain jacket, and it started raining. I said, if it rains hard, Chili, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> we took it when we needed to. Yeah. You wanted to take it leaving Dry Creek. I was like, nah. You said if it rained, he was going to slap me. I said, well. Yeah, Chili gets threatened to get slapped. He's all, I'll tell you what. He ain't never been slapped, though, has he? He ain't, he ain't going to let you stop. No, uh-uh. He ain't going to let you stop. He'll, so, he'll get the job done. Uh, you can trick him, I tell you. Well, yeah. <laughs> You can trick him. Tricksters can trick. (laughs) Well, I guess Chili's got some orders to go pack. Yeah, he's got a few. Am I going to have to come up to Chattanooga tomorrow and help you pack orders? Screw you, dude. (laughs) You're not allowed to see what Chili's home and room looks like. Watch. See what his dungeon looks like? Yeah, he's banned you from coming to his his dwelling. Dang, man. What's he at? 141. Oh, good night, son. That's just truck talk shirts? <laughs> Most of it. Jeez. Good night. <sighs> can, well, someone said, can you do a video of Chili packing orders? <laughs> who asked that? Rent collector. Oh, rent collector's always on there. Oh, yeah. Well, wait till y'all see the truck talk that's coming out tomorrow. That one's going to go big, too, so... um That'll be another 140 for Chili, I'm sure. Yeah. So the Truck Talk community, man, mm. they just come out. They just, I mean, they just come out and answer the call. What's the deal with these people? I, I, I don't know, man. Well, that's a cool shirt. I mean, that's probably, I mean, really probably one of my favorite designs. Oh, that's that the we, best. Yeah. I, I, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we've never seen a community come out and respond like these Truck Talk community, man. That, them jackers are just, I mean, they're on it. Yeah. I mean. Two on it. <laughs> y'all keep it up. <laughs> keep it up, man. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Flip-flop. Okay, catch y'all next week, Lord willing. We'll see what happens between Last now and live there. stream. Last live stream for the day. If you didn't get your question in, freaking crapper, get off the pot. Enough said. End.